0: In this episode of oh, you got me already. You got me already. <laughs> I'm keeping it in this episode of Man vs. Marriage. It's time for a special guest, none other than Noel Wiley. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, your humble servant, the Cute Dog in the Moran family studio, with a special guest, Mr Noah Wiley. Noah, how you doing?
1: Man, cousin, I'm so that's right, we're cousins. We need to let them know that, right? We are related.
0: Well, I was going to use that as part of the marketing material that you were the Noah Wiley from ER. So that, oh, that's true. That all, yeah, just that quick, boom, it's over. It's, it's too late. gone. I used
1: to get that a lot, man, like a ton. Now it's just still back to Noah in the arc. So I kind of miss the ER thing. Um, but man, I'm doing good. I'm so excited to be on here with you and talk about marital substance matters. Wait, that sounded like drug problems. Sorry,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's. It's all right. Hi, that's Quincy. Not it. <laughs> I've been married for twenty-three years. Hi, Quincy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to tell you, uh, you're you. It's likely you'll be heard in over nearly a hundred countries. So Whoa. We'll Arkansas included, to, uh, our, the country of Arkansas <laughs> included, brother. Our uh,
1: Kansas, as we learned when we were recently in California, all the Uber drivers were like,
0: "Our Kansas."
1: Anyway, I gave up correcting
0: after the fifth Uber trip. I don't blame you, but in truth, yeah. it is it is your very own Kansas, so it is. It's it's yours.
1: We're proud. So we'll of give you an okay, opportunity cool. to
0: introduce yourself to uh, the Man versus Marriage Nation, and then we'll get into our topic today. And you're gonna you are gonna want to listen to every single minute of this podcast because truly it is going to be it's going to be worth every second of your time in VSM Nation because this guy is full he's got a lot to give a ton of wisdom he is like he said he's my cousin um and he like I has a large family and so without yes. further ado Noah just talk to us a little bit about who you are your life your family um, kind of what you've done. The floor is yours to talk about. And, uh, I just really want our guests to know who you are. Yeah.
1: All right. So we've yielded the floor to the great Senator from our Kansas. I will, <laughs> I will take it. I never get That's an open floor to just talk. This is, this is new territory for me. Um, platform. man. So yeah, so me I'm married to my wife, Amanda, and, uh, we've been married for 22 years and, We do have, like Quincy said, we've got a large family. We've got 10 kids. And usually the first question people ask, well, first got to put their eyeballs back in their sockets. And uh, they're like, are they they all yours? And so the answer is yes. They are all between me and my wife. Um, So 10 biological kids that we've got ranging. Our oldest daughter is about to turn 21 in January, and our youngest one is three. Uh, And so we're split evenly. Five boys, five girls um we kind of almost kind of have like two families the four older ones are kind of in a group yeah and then the other six had to do some quick math and then the other six are in a and kind of their own group and so um family-wise we're we're moving into a new season of our life where um, our oldest daughter's been moved out now for two years Uh, our oldest son is a couple months into into the marines and then our third kid, our second oldest daughter, is about to go on a five-month mission thing with YWAM starting in January. Uh, so new season for us. And if there's anything I've learned, man, is just life is just a season. Some of them overlap, and each one of them takes uh, a different kind of faith, I think, to get through is what I've learned a lot about family. Um I own co-own a bookkeeping business with my wife Amanda so when I got sent home during the whole COVID thing to work from home I was like forget it I'm just gonna work for myself and so we do a bookkeeping business together so I'm at home a ton uh, with just but that's also our vision for our family is and the Lord's just worked it out where we we're really getting to dig into that um, just being available a lot for the kids so a little bit about me I do like to write when I have some extra time self-published a couple books on Amazon Sold about three copies to my kids, and I told them if they didn't buy them, they would not get a good grade on their homework. Because we do homeschool, so we have control of that too. Um, so I don't. That's me in a nutshell, I guess, brother. Forty-one. If that's important to anybody, forty-one years old.
0: Yeah, it's very important. It's very important, and uh, you you left out, you know, Uh-oh. plenty. You left plenty of things out there, <laughs> um, Justin. You you know, how accomplished. I feel like you are, as a writer, uh, the Thank things you. you've done, you know, spent some time as a as a youth pastor for a while, I believe over, over in Oklahoma, um, yes. written some screenplays, and just always been this is true. the entrepreneurial man. Um, Which is funny, because I don't
1: think of myself as an entrepreneur, but...
0: But yeah. you are. And, yeah. uh, and clearly, unlike me, who is entrepreneurial, you actually have been successful while I'm Trash. Dude.
1: How I'm long have you been doing that. a podcast? I'm so impressed with all you fit in. You've got a big family. You're working full time. You've got this podcast. Well, at least one other one, right? And yeah. and you've been faithful to that. So the audience out there knows that you're not trash. Now if you're in Arkansas, like white trash would be a compliment, but you're you're in texas so we can't go that route
0: (laughs) right maybe maybe the same in alabama could be uh, white trash might be a compliment as well so well it's um i mean i'm 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 excited to have you on the podcast today because and hopefully hopefully we both get over the butterflies and just make this a typical quincy and noah discussion i hope so because we tend to have some really deep discussions and uh you know Everything's wide open today but I know you had a topic you wanted to discuss and I'm interested in it because you know my wife is writing a novel she's you know working yeah. on um, she's working on her taking care of herself physically you know emotionally mentally and you know it's quite a drain on her right. with moving and you know and having yeah. the autism effect and So she doesn't really probably like just about every wife. She does not take enough time to make sure that she is taken care of, you know, from herself's perspective and, and, you know, her things get put on the back burner, et cetera. So I I know let go ahead and tell us what your topic is today and kind of, kind of flesh that out for us if you don't mind.
1: Sure, man. So you'd asked me what I wanted to talk about and I drew a blank for a couple of hours and then, um, Something came to my mind, and so I just can't tell you the birthplace of where the topic today came from. Um, so a couple of Sundays ago at, at fellowship, um, one of the guys that was talking presented all the men with uh, a opportunity on the spot <laughs> to praise their wives publicly before the fellowship and tell them why they love them and, and just what's so awesome about their wives. Uh, and so, like... I jumped up because, you know, you're like, OK, first of all, you've got to say something now because the the floor is open. And if you don't say something to your wife, <laughs> you love her. It's going to be a long ride home and it's cold here in Arkansas right now. And I like my bed and all that. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and, so um, so I jumped up and I was like, man, babe, I love you. And because you have really shown me about what grace really is and you've forgiven me and. things that were hard and blah 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 and then then I said a few things that were like I love how you take care of our family and this so I sat down and then one by one other guys got up and and said things and on the way home it really hit me that a common theme among us praising our wives was the context of what they had done for us Hmm. and I thought that's that ain't right i mean yes there's there is that there and my wife is an amazing servant heart um and she really does try to she looks after my needs and the kids needs and she takes care of us she works in the business she all these things so nothing that i said was untrue and she has taught me a lot about the lord's grace and and you know when your wife forgives you for certain things that you're like i've messed up bad i mean she's she should have the right to hit the door now because of what I've done or whatever. And she forgives you and never brings it up again. Then yes, you do see a glimpse of God's grace and how he deals with us and all of that. So it was all true. and just, I saw that common theme of like, man, most of us guys, the first things we talked about was in the context of what our wives have done for us. And, and and I, and so it just made me, it got me to thinking. And so I talked to my girls about it and I was like, Hey, what do y'all think about the guys saying things at fellowship? And, so they said a few things, and I asked them. And and so this is a 17-year-old and a 15-year-old, my two daughters, Allie and Andy, and we're in the car. And I said, "Did you notice a common theme among the guys?" So they're sitting there, and then Allie's like, "They all talked about what they did for themselves." And I was like, "You got it." And uh, so I even brought that up on our Tuesday night a Bible study. Like, guys, here's what we did. And my girls even picked up on it, and they were like, "Ooh, we need to try that again." Um, so I yeah, think we're going to no try it again at a different and do a little better job. So it, it brought up two thoughts in my mind. One was just mainly, I do not praise my wife enough. And I certainly don't do it in front of the family like I should, where my kids hear it and other people hear it. And then two, and I don't know if it's just a guy thing or whatever, because we are so dependent on our spouses that when we get the opportunity to praise them, the first thing that comes to our mind is, is the context of, and you really saved my butt. I would not be the guy that I am without you, which, again, is totally 100% true. But my wife has qualities that are standalone from what she does for me. But it's who she is, who she was created to be, her her own character that has nothing to do with how she's affected my life. So that's where the subject came from, praising our wives and what that looks like and how how powerful is that. And do we do it enough or do we do it at all? And should we start doing it? So that's the topic, man. That's what hit my heart was was that right there, bud.
0: Now that's uh, – I think that's absolutely fantastic and something that, that we should all take into consideration because we've – like we've done a few shows um, when it comes to our podcast and usually <laughs> – I'm trying to feel out uh, if we have listener emails or if, you know, Jeannie and I have been through some kind of crappy fight and, you know, take lessons <laughs> out of that. Um, right. If, right. You know, if there's something that, you know uh, I'm looking at or we have a great experience, I'll make it about that. And one of the things that was on my heart uh, a few weeks ago, so we made a show out of this, you know, what's, what's the vision for your relationship? What, right. what, what are you, what are you doing this for? Right. And, and I think if, if you, you know, Biblically speaking, it, there's a spot in the Bible that says, uh, and boy, people make a, an entire religion out of it. But uh, it's like if the people don't have a vision, they perish. Right. And I think, well, well, what's the vision for our relationship? And I kind of got in a panic. And right. it's funny because in that particular show, I got on with with no, there was no agenda, but to but to discuss it. And in the right. in the beginning, I, it was a panic for me because it's like, oh crap, I don't have a, a vision for the next facet of our relationship. Right. And then through the process of Jeannie and I talking, um, we actually put it down on paper, and it was like, oh, and it had to do with almost with what you're talking about here—is what you love or what you appreciate, or you know, just praising your spouse for what you are creating. So right. What, what after, I mean, it's, it's not wrong. I mean, us guys are pretty simple most of the time. Yes. So you look at it and it's like, well, you know, here's what I, here's what I appreciate. And, and I'm curious to know, did you go back to her and say, Hey, what were your thoughts about what you
1: I did? From? Not that's a good question. I did not go back. I think I was a little scared and Amanda's so just, sweet. Like, I, I wish she would mess up every now and then just so I feel normal. Like, would you just do something wrong that I have to forgive you for instead of me always being the one that have to come back? I had to come back and apologize to her the other day because there was some business stuff we were working on. And I was like, well, did this happen? And, well, no, it didn't. Well, then how are we supposed to get it done? Uh, you know, and then I was like, ah, oh. so I had to go back later that day and, and apologize. And I'm sorry for talking that way. And, uh, and whatnot, well which that's another talk, man apologizing that's powerful too um oh yeah but anyway yeah. Go ahead, sorry
0: no that's i mean it the conversation goes wherever we want it to i just wonder what so think you had a chance to kind of step back and you know one of the things that i you know the philosophies i've kind of adapted to my life is it's really hard to see the picture when you're standing in the frame when you're right. really close to the situation. And so sometimes you gotta step out of it. And that's kind of what you did in this situation and kind of took it to the guys and we're like, hey guys, um, here was the common theme. So you created you, you like provoked some deeper thought into what they really love and appreciate about their wife. And one thing I think is maybe they really just didn't know. So you it's gave possible. you kind of <laughs> you kind of created the framework and it's like, oh I'm I'm I'll have what he's having. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But but what what can you take out of that lesson and did you did you come up with some other things that were more that were more aligned with what you thought after taking a step back? Did you come up with something else? Is there did you come to another conclusion? Did you find more things that you truly love, you know, yeah. about your wife that you can share with us? Sure. No,
1: man. Great question because yeah, it forced me to step back and go, well, what, what, how, when you take away the context of what she's done for me, I was kind of <laughs> lost, which is sad for a little bit. I'm like, well, what what do I really yeah. love about her? Because, I mean, let's face it, you get, you get 22 years into marriage, and so many things start to be woven into what constitutes your relationship with your spouse. Obviously, a big one would be your children. Um, and whether you have one or, or ten, you focus a lot of your time and efforts on your kids, and which is not a bad thing. OK, not a bad thing. Um, when you have a business together like we do, a lot of your energy is now spent on making this business successful. So a lot of your conversation starts to resolve around or revolve around the business. Um, so one thing that I've realized lately, and this plays into your question, when our son isaac um decided he wanted to go into the marines it was very quick and sudden between the time he decided he wanted to go in the marines and the the time he actually did so there was a lot of emotions that i'd never gone through before as a father with the oldest son leaving the house that still dealing with but started to deal with and uh, i remember just sitting across the table from amanda my wife and the thought hit me like dude where would you be if isaac was your last kid in the home like where would you be It was a painful slap across the face that i don't know where my wife and i would be because so much of our energy and time is defined by our children and our business that i don't know what we would talk about what our what what would what would hold us together which it was looking back it was a god thing because i needed to wrestle with that come Um, on are you really working on your relationship with your wife like what what is it about her now 22 years from your honeymoon that you're still in love with and kind of like the vision thing you're talking about some some questions seem like they should be simple to tackle but they're not there and not. you wrestle with them you're like well we've changed so much in 22 years um, that we're obviously we're not the same people that we were when we got married so I think it stands to reason that the same things that may be attracted to you then they may not be the same as, as they are now so I, I came away with, and I'm still kind of processing this question, Quincy, I mean, to be transparent. Um, but one thing that stands out to me about Amanda is that to the core, she is a selfless person. And that, that she's always putting the needs of others before herself, whether it is her family, a friend, a stranger, the church fellowship, Whatever, that's just woven. God just built that into her DNA. Um, she's just always caring about other people, and she's she's kind beyond what most women I've ever met. Just kind hearted, tender hearted, compassionate. Um, so I love those things about her because now she has been that way as long as we've been married. Um, and then her smile. She's just always smiling. Her smile just lights up the house. And they'll see so i'm i am going to take another run at this but i didn't want to turn right around and go to her like the next day and go hey uh i shouldn't have said this i should have said this because i i didn't want to draw attention to myself as oh you mature man of god you've come back now and said all this stuff i wanted to marinate a little bit and really come up with some thoughtful like what what is it what do i really appreciate and love about you um Anyway, a longer answer to a short question, but
0: no, 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 no. That is that is the answer I was looking for. And in true Noah fashion, you you put wisdom and intent behind it. And truly, you can take this situation, which you know, um, how do what's the word I'm looking for? Utility-wise, you gave the answers that were first on head. You know, when you right right off the top of your head, um, when you spoke to the group, but like you say um as you reflected on that um you want to be a bit more intentional now and right. have that top of mind and you've been through you've been through a couple of situations that i think all too often married couples just kind of ignore because it's like hey right. we'll handle it when we get there exactly and for you know for Jeannie and i thank god for this podcast because we sit every couple of weeks across from each other Across from each other, and we have therapy between ourselves, right? Right? And then we, and then we put it out for people to listen to. <laughs> and I'll tell you, after like after going through the marriage coaching and the counseling to get ourselves on track, this podcast, you know, there's been times where we've had a podcast that we just cannot air, like right. we can't air it. Right. Um, but we still took the time to to talk through it. And use this as an outlet and as an opportunity to strengthen our marriage and then we encourage the listeners to do this without a microphone make this a practice and just to kind of tie that into what you're talking about you you had you had these thoughts and I and, and I love the Holy Spirit in the sense that he's going to just kind of prick at you every once in a while to say hey did you think of this right did you consider this I mean you know yeah. Part of part of it is like, hey, he's the light for a reason. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to eliminate right, some things. So when it comes to that, now you it's it's actually these are small droplets in a large vase of water to cleanse your marriage, if you will. Right. These are little little pieces of information or little clues that you're getting and now you can actually formulate something because I really believe Uh, in in living on purpose for a purpose and as these life experiences come along you are able to take these situations and say hey man I got to remember that I'm married I gotta remember this is that's where it started out because like you say even even with without a business life becomes about the kids and schedules and what you're doing and yeah. if you add a business on top of that it's just an it, it's a layer of where are the gaps where you're just free from all of the, the kids in the business so that you can remember that you're married again right and so you have to get creative in your relationship in order to help it evolve to whatever the next um, whatever the next evolution of that looks like especially as the kids grow right. and the the really cool thing is is that your kids watch these things happen so they'll watch these particular changes in the way that you um the dynamics of your marriage and how it begins to evolve the older they get and hope and you know you hope god willing they take those things and they kind of implement them into right. their relationships as they go and it's going to be a clunky thing but oh yeah i'm really i really appreciate you being so you know, candid, so open and being, you know, transparent with us because these are things that just make us better. And it, and it makes me, it makes me look at myself and kind of gauge myself and say, well, what do you, what do you love about your wife? Right. Um,
1: Right. Yeah. And then expressing that. Yeah. And I think you hit on something, you have a good analogy of small drops that make up a bigger vase. And I think, me noah talking about myself and, and men in general probably we tend to want to take things and make them more complicated than than they really should like now i need to build now a seven-part course on how to praise my wife <laughs> no no it's those small drops man that that, that make her full of, of of realizing your love for her great example you talked about the holy spirit um yesterday like, I just had this little prick, like, just go in there to where your wife is working, kiss her on the cheek, and just tell her, thank you so much for all the work that you've done today. That yep. was a guy, you're like, oh, I mean, really? Do I need to, to do that? But I went in and did it. And that's like the smile that spread across her face was just, you could tell, like, her little love tank was filling up right then yep. because of that. And that was so simple. So I think a lot of times the Holy Spirit is there trying to help us with, hey, just you take 30 seconds and say this to your wife or to your kids or to this guy or whatever we could we could paint some broad applications with this but just do it because i mean if you're living a life according to the holy spirit he knows what that other person needs more than you do and if it seems silly to you so be it just be obedient and watch that relationship grow one drop uh at a time and i was as i was kind of thinking because i'm kind of big well. How do i do this what's the practicality or why am i not doing this maybe that's even a better question sometimes why <laughs> am i not praising my such wife? such a good word is it because i really don't know how to do it or i don't know what i like about her and there's questions we have to face sometimes that are hard to wrestle with but if we really want to grow and things want to change you you've got to internalize it and work through it and come up with an answer you can't just push it off and go well i'm not going to deal with that because it's hard or, or whatever but, you know, one thing that I realized was, and this is not, uh, I, I have two wonderful parents, so this is not about them. But like you said, it's clunky. It's parents. We don't get everything hundred percent right. And I just grew up in a house where encouragement was not modeled. Okay. You just never really heard encouraging words. I always knew they were there for me and behind me and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, there's times where I, I remember, like, my dad telling me, hey, your mom told so-and-so that she was really proud of you. And I was thinking, why well, can't come tell me one-on-one? <laughs> that kind of stuff. So I just kind of grew up in that. And I love my mom and dad, okay? So this is not a bash on them at
0: all. No, no. It was just
1: all. a realization that, hey, we carry things from how we were taught that we either don't even realize we're missing a skill set because it was never modeled or whatever. And there's just certain things we're not trained how to do. And so for me... This was one of those questions of why am I not doing it? Well, I just never had great examples of it. Um, and so I, I, so because of that, I naturally feel uncomfortable giving words of encouragement, whether it be to my spouse or to my children or even to co-workers or team members. It just feels funny coming from me. So I know i got to get over that. I've got to work past that, and, and I'm sure that uncomfortableness will fade over time because the opportunities that I'm missing because of that are too big to, to encourage that person and build them up.
0: That's such a, that is such a, a right now type of word, you know, because there that you can go from one extreme to another. And right. there, you know, there are folks that encourage everybody. I tend to be a big encourager. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't say what I don't mean, but there are people that just, right. You know lap encouragement around where you know it's not necessarily made with the best intentions or authentic I guess I could say Right. and you know like you say um, you're not bashing your parents I'm not I'm not bashing my parents Um, you just do what you see it is a part of human nature you do what you see and then it like I've said before if you if you're a parent worth your weight in salt you hope that your par- your kids learn something from you and they make it better on their go around. Right. Right. And just, a, just the mini, like the lesson within the lesson there just came to me. It's like, just take the moment, just yeah. take the moment when it comes yes. up. And that is so valuable. And I'm actually living that now as intentional as I am, Noah, I still screw up. I still miss it. Right. And allow so many things to get in the way. But just, just the example of if it occurs to you, and it's positive and it can make an impact and you know what makes your wife's heart tick just go do it yeah and keep it like kiss it keep it super simple keep Keep it it simple. simple yes you know and because we do have the you know the tendency sometimes to try to make it it feel like it has to be maybe it's because of tv or entertainment or books or whatever that it has to be this magical situation and there's time for that there's time where the wow factor matters and it takes time to plan right you're all right just just take the moment and you know i'm i'm such a weird individual part of what (laughs) and and you'll you're going to understand this when i tell you if if you don't you can ridicule me and i'll take it but okay good part of me it's like i i want to influence something i have no control over and what is that Mm. um I want to influence the way my wife thinks about me when I'm not around, right by the way that I love her, right by the way that I attend to her, or depending on what her needs are my my wife needs to know, needs to feel like she matters because she is so selfless, right, so I do things you know sometimes with intention and sometimes taking the moment because it just strengthens our relationship. But when she thinks of me, I I do want her heart to flutter sometimes. Yeah. So that's where it's just like these little simple things that seem so simple to us. They are feeling just filling that vase with water. Right. And when she's full, you will be full. Yes. Um, and there's a yes. there's a there's a brilliant byproduct of that because when she's feeling fulfilled naturally she's going to give back into you and yes. it's not that I'm doing it to get something my true intention is to make her heart full yes but I appreciate right. I appreciate the where there's an action there's a reaction I appreciate that coming back to me right? Um, because when you're intentional about your relationship, you, you really enjoy meeting your spouse's needs. Right. And it just, yes. depending on, you know, like some, some spouses, you know, they're, or maybe some wives or, or husbands, they really, you know, just need to see you once in a while, even if you're yeah. in the same house and they're fulfilled. <laughs> exactly. That, right. that's not, that's not my relationship, but I, I truly appreciate, you know, you've given that example and the transparency you're given because it helps me in this moment to just take the moment. Um, we're going through things in our family right now. And, right. you know, today I just took one of the girls. I'm on vacation now, so I just yeah. took one of the girls out. And we did a little daddy-daughter date. Awesome, man. And yeah, those things are so valuable. And right. there's, you know, so many things that could have come up. It's like, well, I still have some work to do or i got to get finances in order. Right. Yuck, yuck, yuck. And it's like, you know what? I'm done making the excuses. I'm done yeah. allowing these other things that matter less that will right. always be there to get in the way of the things that are more temporary because my right. girls are growing up. And yep. so I need to, I need to say, you know, to heck with this or that and do the things that matter and take the moment. That is that's right. the deep lesson dude. for me. And, Amen there, man. That's a good one, know, dude.
1: That's, and that's so hard to live out too, because we want to be providers we want to be this we want to be all these different things that gosh we could talk about this for a long time but that i feel like the culture puts hats on us that maybe don't even need to be there sure <clears throat> excuse me and so we spend a lot of time and energy trying to wear these hats and don't even realize i can just i can kick that hat to the curb i don't i don't even need to mess with that anymore yeah you know course t- culture tells us this matters for you to be successful this matters and that matters and sometimes we need to stop to ask the question, does it really, does it really matter if I do the extra finance stuff or whatever? Some of them do, okay? <laughs> so don't get me wrong. But I've been wrestling a lot with those questions too. Like what, this stuff that I'm doing and spending my time on, does it really matter? In our business, like, hey, we could build a bigger business, but do we really need to? Do we really need to do that? Maybe we do and maybe we don't. But what's, and you talked about the vision for, you know, that you and, and, and Jeannie worked out. For your family and when you have that then you can use those things as filters to help filter out all this stuff that comes at you every day and go you know what that is not important it doesn't fit our family vision this is not important I'm gonna get those out of the way so I can focus on the things like to like taking your daughter out that are gonna matter eternally because here's something that's come to me it's a bit morbid but it's just true those opportunities are not always gonna be there they're not they're just not whether it means the kid moving out um, whether it could mean something is more, but a spouse passing away. Mm-hmm. The truth is those seasons will all come to a close at some point in time. And, and, and finances will always be there. The work will be there. All that stuff will be there. They may not be there. And so you just talked about taking those small moments. It's become so uh, clear to me, I guess I should say, that I really do need to take advantage of this, that 30 seconds to tell my wife I love her. And the one thing I wanted to share too is to not be generic, because I mean, what's more powerful? Quincy, I love you, cousin. That's awesome. But if I go, man, I love you. I love the encouragement that you bring to other people's lives. Yep. I would say statement B is more powerful because now you're you're hearing that I really thought about you and what I really do love about you and and about how you impact other people. Because we all want to impact other people. We just naturally do. It's in us. And so, guys listening be specific when you praise your wife it's okay to say i love you when you're going out the door real quick but i mean really say something specific to her um anyway that was i wanted to share that thought before i forgot
0: (laughs) no it's it it is it's right on the money dude it's right on the money and you know just as you were talking about that i had i had some I always try to do to do my best to think I mean to listen authentically because I need to I need to hear what you're saying and I I don't need to be thinking about things. And towards the end of that it just it jumped on me, you know, you know, just and look, just completely candid with you, Jeannie and I are Christians, but this is not a, a Christian podcast. We rarely right. we rarely if ever talk about faith. But we're talking right. about it today and it's our podcast and I and I love it. Um, so just to kinda of round that out, you know, it's like you think of the examples that God gives, and He's like, "I know the thoughts I had for you." Right. And it's oh, so you intentionally sit and think about me from time to time. Right. Um. So am I? Am I doing that? Whether right. it's my children or my spouse, um, do I take the time and my intentional to think about the very subject you brought up about what happened at Fellowship, and that's why do I appreciate my wife right what do I love about my wife and then not stopping there just you know taking time to be intentional to think well what do I love about my kids yeah How can I love them and say something encouraging to them and you know well, what do I what do I love about my parents what do right I, what do I love about my siblings what do I what do I love about my closest friends and just the people who truly have the staying power and matter in your life um, I think, you know, knowing the thoughts that he has for us, even before we came here, there's so much that's intentional about God and about relationship. Right. right. We can take that as a prime example. And like you say, I am the guy that would say, oh, man, I got to come up with eight points, nine <laughs> points, ten points. I got to get it Dude. put in a workbook and I got to send yes. it out an email. But really, exactly. it's like it's like. Why not just take some time and think about it and keep it really simple in those impacts where it's like hey love you or yeah you know i love you and i appreciate how you encourage me every time we talk and do you know that you're one of the only people that i can truly share my feelings with without feeling like you're judging me and do you know that i admire you for your family and for what you do and for your relationship and how you're relentless and trying to build a business and a legacy at the wiley home that means a little bit more you don't have to say that and does, i just yes. what i just said is actually right from my heart because it's truly how i feel um you know and uh, and us, us as guys don't always need that but man when it happens right. it energizes you and it's like man i really needed that Yeah. and so yeah how much more how much do our spouses and our kids really need that? And I, right. I try to be intentional, you know, cause we have the chore list and the kids working and
1: right. the kids will be <laughs>
0: doing the dishes or whatever. I'll just go up to them and say, you know what? Thank you for doing that. And it's like, right. well, I don't have a choice. It's like, well, you kind of yes. do have a choice here. You could, me. yes, <laughs> yes. And, uh, but I thank you for doing it. Um, so I think it's, I think it's extremely important that we're intentional just from the lesson that you're bringing to us today, whether, I mean, technology makes it really simple too. You put on Thursdays, I'm going to think about, you know, what do I love about my daughter? I'm going to start the week with Monday. I mean, with Sunday thinking about what do I love about my wife and so on just to get yourself in a routine so that you can authentically appreciate the people in your life. Because like you said, morbid or not, it's reality. These things are so temporary right you got to take the moment you've got to take the moment and do it and it's not something you're going to do like every five minutes so no that no
1: that would go back to your point of like uh is this real or not it's kind of like people sometimes that always tell me well the lord told me to say this and after the 500th time you're like okay I'm not sure which Lord you're hearing from, because it sounds like <laughs> it's always what you want to say. <laughs> it's kind of that, you know, like, OK, yeah, kind of war- you won't wear this out a little bit here. Yeah, it, w- it needs to be authentic. It really doesn't. And, and listen, it's not lost on me that some guys have maybe never said something like that to their spouse. And they're mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to say it. It sounds silly. It sounds corny. So be it. Just do it. Just do the best you can. We Sometimes we let the fear of not being perfect or getting it done right keep us from doing things that, that we, sh- we should do. And so anybody listening, you're like, I don't know how to do that, guys. Quincy, Noah, I hear you, but I just don't know how. Just the simplest thing. It doesn't have to be long, like Quincy's saying. It could be 15 seconds. Honey, I love you and I appreciate X. That's it. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that.
0: True. And it, and the fact is, is that, you know, you can mix it up and look, maybe you maybe you don't do this with your wife and your wife is not really the touchy feely emotional type right. person. It doesn't mean that she doesn't need it. Exactly. Um, and, the, and one of the greatest things you can do is give something with no expectation of a return. Right. And that that will pay you benefits. And maybe today you go in and say, hey um maybe i love you for x y and z and i wanted you to know give her a smooch yep. and walk away yep and maybe the next yes. time it's like write her a little note and stick it where she gets ready you know in mm. the morning and oh, that's good. it's yeah. like you know so you don't have to do it one way or another right but what you do have to do is do it because yep. life is short and one of the things that you know really changed my mind and i'm sure we've talked about this you know over the years as i you know have been uh, 10 years i've been working through just <laughs> redefining my life as a human being right. and in my marriage et cetera. but one of the things that you know you talk about morbid that really really changed my life was um doing the funeral experience and mm. and some people can get kind of sideways on this but you know when you're it's like I was listening to a podcast. This guy Jay Ferrugian. It's the first time I'd ever heard. He's like, "Hey, man, fast forward, fast forward to your death." Right. Okay, here, where are we going with this? Yeah. He goes, "You know, the people that are the most important to you are standing up and speaking about you at your funeral. Right. What do you want them to say about you?" Yeah. And I got to thinking, wow, what do, a who matters, and b what do I want them to say? Right. And the next step after you kind of get that sketched out is come back to today and tell me if you're living that if the path you're currently on leads to those words right and i had to really That's come powerful, in terms of myself and say nah it don't right and so what am i going to do to change that and there your core the people who truly matter like whose voices matter it's almost like the smaller the group the more impactful it is now, I'm not right. look I'm I'm just gonna tell you I love everybody I yeah. love everybody. <laughs> I do and for many years I spread myself so thin because I thought it was my obligation to go out and help and fix and love everybody right but I kind of left my family behind right that they would be okay um, but they weren't so I say this about the people that you would imagine if you got to if you got to die peacefully in a bed with surrounded by your family, these are the people that I'm talking about. Right. Not every I hear you, man. Yeah. And so you could actually make that change now as you're listening to yes. this podcast. And decide for yourself how are you gonna take the moment. Um we've had some couples on the podcast and one of the things that has stuck with me for so long was Jeff and Candace. You know they're a wonderful group of, uh, of friends out in California. Um, they do these Spartan races. They got so many medals in their house. Oh, wow. I look at them and I go, I'm a, I'm a freaking slouch. I'm nothing. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> Who am I? Yeah. I don't have none yes. of that. Um, and they yeah. pastor a church, and uh, you know they they both have full time jobs. They have a child with autism, et cetera. They got three kids. I mean, wow, on and on. Okay. You look at this couple, and it's like, wow, this what a great couple. And so we right. were talking to them, and it's like. Jeff and Candice, can you, can you give us any, or I asked Jeff, can you give us any advice for the man versus marriage nation? And it goes, it goes with this. I'm getting somewhere. I promise. His his best advice, his his best advice (laughs) in the moment was do the next right thing. Yeah. And I was like, Mm. I was like, wow, it's that simple. Yeah. Just do the next right thing. Right. And if I if I Love take that. that and I and I marry it to, you know, take the moment, you have two small key simple factors that can dynamically change your life and your relationship. Right. If you take the moment and you just do the next right thing. Yeah. Then, um it's it's it I'm probably overselling it because I'm that guy that takes it and goes, Wow. It's like, hey, look, there's, a, there's some sand in that cup. And I'm like, yeah, but look at the sand, man. It's beautiful. <laughs> right. Do you know all that sand can be? They can make it into glass. It's yes,
1: wild. yes. I'm
0: that guy. I'm that guy, okay? So right. I know that about me. But this is monumental. This, this is ga- what we call it, man versus marriage. It's game changer to take the moment and do the next right thing. In the it it's really just the steps, even that we've talked about today, not to make it a a program by any means, but right. think intentionally about your spouse. I got to write a few things down. Uh, write them
1: down, man. While you're writing stuff down, like go along with what you said. Just and here, we're kind of getting into broader strokes, I guess, but but in, in the vein of of taking the moment, a lot of things uh, I started thinking about when our son left for boot camp and everything, and this was one of them. What you're talking about that 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 i don't know when one of my kids will get married and move out or or i mean things can happen so fast in, in life what you what you think will be a constant can no longer be a constant so i i can't depend on tomorrow to be here to do the things that i i know that i should probably take a moment and do today so and and whether you're a believer a christian religious or not i mean scripture gives some great advice and don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to have enough junk that comes with it. You live in today and what you can do today. And that, for me, has been a great filter when I'm at the moment that you were talking about of, man, I need, I could do some extra marketing in the next two hours and maybe grow our business. And don't take me wrong. I know there's times and seasons for everything, but you, you guys know what I'm saying. When you're deciding between, I could do that, I don't really need to do that. I could take, my daughter out and just, I got to go get groceries. I might as well take her with me and then we can talk. And I'm being intentional in the car and asking questions about what's going on in your mind. Some kids don't answer, (laughs) but at least you're asking the questions or you keep trying to find new ways to ask them until they finally hit on something they want to talk about. But that's living in today. Today. I don't know if I'll be able to have this conversation tomorrow. Now you talked about, both ends of the spectrum. You can take that and live a very fearful life. That's not what I'm talking about. of being afraid. It's not fear. It's just a realization that, hey, there are things in life that are true that I can stick my head in the sand and not want to think about them. Or I can let it fully ingest it and let it change the way I live my life. And living for today, living in this moment, living in those 30 seconds when you feel impressed, to either send a buddy a text how you doing whether it's to go in and smoot your wife on the on the cheek and go I appreciate this about you and then like you said drop mic and walk away <laughs> you yeah, know right. any of that stuff falls under that big umbrella of uh, you know I'm not gonna put that off until tomorrow because I may not get tomorrow and then we could talk I'm sure about how we have to live with our regrets and all that kind of stuff and how it, it impacts the future and all those things but but, uh, man, it's so powerful of just doing the next right thing. Just do it. Because you, you don't know if you'll have a chance to do the next right thing. This may next be right. the last right thing you get to do. So do it. And then see what else comes up next. And living your life that way is very freeing. I think that's why Scripture talks about it. Because uh, Scripture talks about it came to make us free from our own mm-hmm. thoughts and the chains we yeah. put in our own minds and our own lives and all that stuff. Not just sin but all those things, and this is a very freeing way to go, you know, what? I'm not really going to spend all this energy worrying about tomorrow and what's going to come. I'm just going to focus on today. You know, that's a great, I love that. Do the next right thing. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. It, it was a life changing for me and I, I've gone way too long in this podcast without giving you the proper accolades because you don't know this, but uh, for four years that I've been doing this podcast, you've actually you've actually been a part of this podcast you may not know that oh
1: i I knew i had a doppelganger out there somewhere you do you do (laughs) and
0: and this is how man versus marriage nation forgive me but you need to know that anytime i have said my cousin noah taught me this particular phrase this is the noah
1: this is the guy
0: this is the guy that taught me the phrase eat the meat, spit out the bones. Oh dude. <laughs> and uh, I love it. I still use that all the time. Yeah. It, it, dude, I do as well. And every time I use it, uh, let's not say every time because sometimes I don't. I just say right. it quickly. Yeah. But you're the guy. You are the originator of that quote in my life and awesome. this audience has heard it around <laughs> the world for the better part of 4 years. So That's I just funny, I just thought about that as you were as you were making the comparison of like this can make you really feel f- fearful, but it can actually free you. Right. And that's, I need some of that freedom in my life because I spend so much time worrying about whether I can provide adequately in the future, which isn't even here yet, uh, right. for myself and for Jeannie and for Hunter and for Kirsten because, you know, we're going to be the four amigos forever. Right. Um, and And, and a friend right. of mine told me that, Fear is having faith in something that hasn't happened yet. Yes. And I was like, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yes. That's one of those got <laughs> was... to
1: soak it in kind of phrases, man. Yeah. yeah.
0: You just have to give that one a minute to blossom. Like you got to let right. it rest, like a good steak. It's got to rest. Yes. And that makes me think I should have him. I should have him on the podcast. The dude yeah. is a sage, bro. He's a sage. That's cool, he's, man. I he's love incredible. That. He will he will make you mad and happy all at the same time. <laughs> that's one of the things that he discusses because he really provokes your mind to go. I don't like that. Right. And you go. Well, why don't I like that? Yeah. Kind of got to figure it out. Book. But, right. I, I, You know when. Just looking at it, you know, and, and having this particular experience with you today, and we've talked about it for years. I'm finally, we finally, I'm glad we finally got you, you know, figured it out dude. to get you on the podcast. Um, I want to do this more often, Noah. I want to. I'm game. I want to want to bring you on, and maybe eventually, you know, you and Amanda can sit with Genie uh, and I. That would I be and, awesome, dude. And we could talk marriage. I mean, you know, we're be between our two houses, we're talking you Know what is it? Uh, 20, 22,
1: 22 here, and oh, people, yeah. We got well, we've got eight left in the house right now. Um, so there's 10 of us all together in the home right now,
0: yeah. I say collectively, you know, yeah,
1: yeah. And then been. you guys, we've got that's a lot of people all together dude.
0: 10 here, 12 there. So we got 22 yeah. people strong here, yeah. And uh, whatever those years of time and experience and whatever that looks like, so right, it would be. It would be great if we could continue to do this because I believe you have a lot of wisdom to share with our community on the podcast. And then the new project that's that's coming up that I've told the group, you know, have I told it? No, that podcast hasn't been released yet, but it will be by the time this <laughs> comes out. Um, teaser. When it comes Ta-ta. yeah. And it it's the teaser. What is uh, what is called family famous? And that mm. is uh, being famous at home where it really right. matters. So I, I look forward to that, but I would love to have you, love that. you know, on the podcast more often for us to have these types of discussion. And I'm actually happy to bring, you know, in the times past, um, when I've told people I've had a, a marriage podcast, they're like, Oh, but I'm not religious. And I don't, you know, I don't want to do that thing. It's so, yeah. good. Cause we're not religious either. And the podcast right. rarely, if ever talks about faith, I mean, we'll throw it out right. there. Thanks to Jeannie, yeah. It has an E for explicit because that's just the way she rolls as she throws her hands <laughs> in the air for victory. <laughs> um, but I think bringing, uh, bringing us together and, and having some discussions on a more consistent basis, a, it gives us time to connect and really talk Yes, Yeah. And, and B, um, it's a treat for my audience because I love, I love the wisdom that you have and your point of view and how you talk about life. And anytime we get together, it's like, there are just aha moments, aplenty. plenty. Um, maybe because I'm so simple-minded, you know, it, it's easy for you <laughs> to make. No, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, as as we go to as we go to close this out, what uh, what advice, if you have any uh, other advice, or would you like to? What would you like to reiterate to the nation? The nation um, that to is, the men, nation. is marriage. Yeah,
1: I am here on a prisoner exchange program from from marriage. As well. <laughs>
0: that's great. Cause the U S doesn't really great deals. They've been making great deals for that lately. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry. I just had to throw that in there, man. Um, what would I want to reiterate? Uh, two things, I guess. And I, this isn't really a reiteration. It's kind of more of a supporting something that, that, uh, that you said, but one thing that's been on my mind a lot. And when I've had opportunity to teach, um, I've been sharing this, but it's, it's, um, Man, only do what you're called to do. Don't do any more, but don't do any less. And we've had a kind of a common theme in our conversation about man. We just we we like to take an idea and build it into this massive thing, and then it gets so complicated that we can't support it, and we get worn out. We can't do it anymore, so then we stop. I think we're just kind of geared that way. In some some areas, that that's helpful to have that drive and want to make it bigger and better. But for the most of the time, it's it's that kiss. Theory. Of just keep. It. I've heard "keep it simple, stupid." I guess maybe that's not as kind as "keep it super simple" or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, man, Quincy, just do what you're called to do. Don't do any more. Don't stress yourself out about doing more. But don't do any less because then you don't feel fulfilled. Because then you know I'm not living up to the potential that I've got. And man, as husbands, we have just been given a great gift to be able to encourage. And lift up our our spouses we just whether we want to accept that role or not it's there and a lot of the fulfillment that your wife may have in her life you're a part of you're a part of that and the words that you say to her in praise are a piece of that puzzle and how you have your spouse live a fulfilled life comes part of that comes from you that's just the way marriage is designed There's things as a man I don't want to have to accept because that means now I'm responsible for it. And so now you guys are responsible from what you've heard today. That part of your role as the husband is to lift up and build up your spouse and praise her and encourage her and her life for who she is. Not just always what she does for you, but in who she is. So if there's homework dished out, it's just look for that opportunity. And maybe it's random to just take 30 seconds and and do something, whether it's like Quincy mentioned, write a note, whether it's just a simple one sentence praise, whether it's a couple of grunts that she knows what you mean, just whatever, whatever it may be. All right. Lift her up in some way and then try to make it intentional going forward. Just something small. That's it for me.
0: No, that's, that's articulated beautifully. I would expect nothing less. Um, I love that. Do what you're called. Don't do more, but also don't do any less. Exactly. Um, And whatever you're called to, like in your relationship, that's where your zone of genius is going to be anyway. Yeah, right. That's where you will have the most impact. Because if you do too much, you might do some damage. And if you don't do enough, you're going to you might create some resentment. So why not just do all you can with what you're called to do? that is such a fantastic lesson and the other takeaways you know from today just to marry to that eat the meat spit out the bones
1: Boom. you know, come yes on. sir <laughs> um,
0: take the moment do the next right thing and be intentional in your thoughts and your actions it really you know and even even what you're talking about biblically speaking you know live today Give today everything you have. You don't get right. an opportunity to do it again because right. today is gone, and right. tomorrow will be a new day. And but you know, God is good. He'll help you prepare for the future. Correct. Because there's times to do that. But as far yep. as just living, live today. Yes. And do what you're called to do. Yes. And don't do more. Don't do don't less. Don't do less.
1: So now don't I know what you'll say if I die first and you're at my funeral. You'll be like that Noah. Just eat the meat and spit out the bones. And that that That's would be it. it. That's it. That I'll is. It. That will be that
0: phrase. I'll just probably get a shirt made uh, oh, one for you and one for me. And uh, yes, you know, have to have to throw that phrase out there. Although in this current culture and climate, they may take that as you're trying to take up on them. You know, some folks might this think, true. Ooh, Hey, maybe this guy is uh, going to go out and." Ah, screw that! I won't talk about it. But uh, no. we'd
1: have to come up with a different phrase for our vegan friends because they may be like, that's "I true. don't
0: understand." That's yeah. true. The, the <laughs> phrase for my vegan friends would be "stop being vegan." And then you eat the there man, you spit go. Spit out the bones. That'd uh, have to be on the front, they the like the... you'll understand the back. Yeah. 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 yeah I love it. There well, you man, go. thanks so
1: much for having me on today. I, I would definitely love to come back on and just visit with you and and chat, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think. Uh, I think it benefits, we have couples on, and then Jeannie and I are on, and I think it'll just benefit our guys if it's a couple of men doing what men should do, which is talking to each other about life and experience. I appreciate you calling me
1: a man. That would go a long way today, and the rest of the Christmas shopping I have to do today.
0: You know, it's it's part of it, dude. It's part of it. Oh, I hate uh, hate the shopping thing, but, uh, you know, it makes... It makes the world go round. So at least the the family, your world is your family, you know, so to speak. So it makes that world go round. So that is it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Man Vs. Marriage. You know how to get at me. It's Quincy at MVSMpodcast.com noah uh, is your uh, is your book still out for purchase or
1: <laughs> it is out there um i've got i took one off because i'm revamping it but there's one out there called the box keeper it's uh under the author name n as in noah h is in hezekiah like you hear that all the time and then wiley which is spelled w-y-l-i-e so it's under n-h wiley the Boxkeeper. It's a nice short Christian fantasy. I wrote it for guys. You can read it pretty quick. Um, I think you'd like it. It's pretty gritty. So it's, it just, it's that, written, that is still out there.
0: It's written very well. So that is The Box Keeper. Where can they buy yes. it? On Amazon?
1: Yeah, it's on Amazon. That's pretty okay. much the only place you can get
0: it. Yes. I'll You know what I'll do is uh, I'll jam that link in the show notes so people oh, can yeah. go to it and check it out. I want them That'd to be, be able awesome, to check man. out your work. Because your work is pretty freaking awesome. And I hope someday, Noah Wiley, you and I can partner up to write that book I've been thinking about for so Dude, long. I still
1: think uh, about that. I, I would love to do that. We need to yeah, do it. It's the next right thing. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Did you see that? <laughs> we each went on one of the
0: points. That's hilarious. Boom. Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay. And uh, if they, if somebody right. wants to contact you, you know, about the book, is that information that nah, if, if you want people to contact you, just let me know. It's in there. Information. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Yes. Great. If they want well, to dispute anything I've said, they, they can talk to
0: Amanda, my wife. And that's true. And, and right. she smiles, but <laughs> hey, You don't want to smiles. make her not smile. <laughs> that's right. With that being said, he is Noah Wiley. I'm Quincy Moran. And this Is Man versus Marriage the Podcast?